Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. My co-host, Pat Gennetti and Chuck Fitzgerald can't be here so tonight we have a bunch of awesome mickey dude commentators we have our producer extraordinaire jeff williams flash photography i wouldn't that halters the homing signal and that's not good our sometimes boots on the ground joe quattrochi uh will be boots on the ground in a couple weeks uh mr koch so it'd be good to be back in the world i will be also uh, for the start of food and wine and finally, last but certainly not least, from across the pond, we have our very own ranting Scotsman, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. You know, we need to get back to those uh, little things that we do. Ranting Scotsman, the pole, the slap shots. Head trips kind of just fell by the wayside. So those things <laughs> need to like be... Uh, reinstated into the show. It's just, we, we, get, we get an idea, we run with it. But those parts kind of make us special for who we are, so we need to kind of get back to those. Dave, wasn't the Piston uh, Cup named yeah. after me? Because I was the, the first guest. Cup, the Piston <laughs> Cup was, in fact, named after you because you were our first guest, and then eventually you made it into the full rotation. So, yes, this is true. Let's bring that back. I I'll, infiltrated, though. I'll bring yes, it back. Well, I'll the, bring it back. We'll figure Well, the it Piston out. Cup, we need to have some guests, so... Yeah. Uh, our listeners, if you'd like to be a guest on the Mickey Dudes, we'd really love to have uh, different people from the community come in. Please tweet us, message us, let us know you want to be a guest. Give us an idea for a show. We'd love to have you. And especially if you have another podcast, we'd love to do a little bit of um, cross uh, cross promotion. So definitely reach out to us. We are open to guests at any time. The door is open. And speaking of the door open, we have some wonderful sponsors that bring bring the world of Disney right to us. And to walk into the door first, you need to have a place to stay. And that's where our friends at DVC Resale come in. Head over to dvcresalemarket.com to check out their latest listings, various timeshare opportunities that they are providing via the Disney Vacation Club. And after that, make sure you go onto your deluxe balcony and enjoy some of the world-famous Joffrey's coffee. And with that, gentlemen, let's get into our topic tonight. So this is a topic that we've done before. We've done our ultimate resort day. But we did that when we first started, and sometimes Walt Disney World is constantly changing. So today, instead of creating our ultimate resort day, what we're going to do is we're going to do something similar. We're going to talk about a perfect Walt Disney World staycation where 
you know, you might have a day where you need off and you might not go to the park. So you might be in the parks for, you might be on, you might be on property for a little while, but you're not necessarily able to go to the parks, you know, be it a budget restraint or in case of uh, you only have a few hours, so it doesn't make sense to actually burn a ticket day. So we're going to talk about alternative activities in Walt Disney World. Now, our very own Joe Quattrochi, not only is he the original Super Looper over at our friend's resort loop on their podcast where he used to blog and then he stopped at that point, but he does uh, and he does every month uh, participate in their DVC roundtable show. Joseph, why don't you tell the Walt Disney World community your other claim to fame now having to do with the Disney Vacation Club aside from being this original Super Looper which is awesome. Well I have actually you to thank for this day because this happened actually while I was in Florida at the time driving to Walt Disney World from Daytona Beach to meet you for the day in the park so you are partly to uh, you know you are part of making this happen but as you guys as I appreciate that. So as everybody knows, I'm a huge DVC fan. Um, I'm on the DVC roundtable over at Resort Loop, and uh, I read DVC News quite a bit. DVCnews.com is a great website. If anybody doesn't, you know, it's even just great news in general about Walt Disney World. So check them out over there. Um, I don't know the guys or ladies that do it, but awesome website. Um, And DVCnews.com had an article about... um, there was going to be a brand new program uh, started by Arnold Palmer Golf Management, who manages the Walt Disney World golf courses. And it's going to be a Disney Vacation Club golf membership program. And I'm reading through this, and it literally was just released that that day. And it's $99 for the year, and it just gives you additional discounts on uh, tee times. They're gonna, they give you a, a golf shirt. You get a membership card. Uh, the Callaway Golf Shirt by itself is like a $60 value. Um, you get a companion pass for uh, for a, a, a golf clinic for you and a guest. Um, it includes two passes for foot golf. Even though I'm not a huge fan of foot golf, it comes with it. Uh, three range ball, three buckets of range balls. There's one greens fee for Oak Trail, which is the nine hole executive course. Um, you also get one guest pass for free nine holes as well, and a whole bunch of other discounts. There's going to be outings with the local golf professionals there. There's going to be a different uh, reservation portal. All kinds of cool things. So for $99, I feel as somebody who is quasi-local and as somebody who does vacation there, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. I'm like, I'll spend the, spend the money, I'll enjoy the shirt, and even the range bucket, the buckets of range balls, and it's going to pay for itself. It's a no-brainer. So I print out the form, and it says you must do it in person. You must bring the form to the Lake Buena Vista Golf Shop, which is at, obviously is at Saratoga Springs. So I printed it out the night before I was going to meet Dave in uh, Epcot. This is about... Right now we're recording on July 30th. This was maybe a week and a half ago. And uh, so I, I drive down to Saratoga Springs from Daytona right before I was going to meet Dave. And I walk into the golf shop and the the professional, I hand him the form and he has no idea what this is. He's like, uh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is this, you know, this program, you know, I'm just here to pay for my fee. He's like, hold on for one second. So he goes into the back and he grabs uh, an assistant pro there. And she's like, oh, come here, sir, come here, sir. So they bring me up there. I pay the $99. Next thing I know, the head professional comes out and he introduces himself. And um, I forgot what his name was. He gave me his business card. He was very nice. Um, and he's like, hey, I just, he goes, how did you hear about this program? I said, I just, I saw it on dvcnews.com, sir. And I'm like, you know, I play golf and yada, yada, yada. And he was like, you know, it's a great deal. And he's like, well, you are the first member to sign up. 
I was like, are you serious? He says, yes, you were the first one. We just launched this this morning. So it was <laughs> funny that the application was available, but it wasn't technically live yet. But I printed out the form, and literally, I think a couple hours after they had opened, I was the first one to sign up. So they ended up taking my picture, holding up like a membership bag. Uh, it says Walt Disney World uh, Disney Vacation Club Golf Program member. Got my shirt. He didn't even have all the swag to give me. It wasn't even in yet. But he said that my membership card that will come in the mail will actually be I'll be member 001. So I think that's pretty cool because usually they you think they would give Mickey Mouse the honorary first one member number or whatever, even Arnold Palmer as an honorary thing. But no, I am member number one. So I thought that was actually <laughs> so, I thought that was actually pretty cool. So like I am so the first are you member. trying to say are you trying to say that you're better than Mickey Mouse? Uh, well, I paid my membership fee before Mickey Mouse, therefore I am member number 001. So I actually think that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, how many yeah. people in the Disney community can actually say they're member one of something? Uh, <laughs> and actually, the, the uh, professional's name was Bobby Wellborn. Very nice gentleman. Uh, he's the head pro over at Lake Buena Vista. Uh, and we've actually reached out to him to see if he wants to come on a show to talk about um, – you know, all the stuff going on at Walt Disney World's uh, golf programs and stuff like that. So we're hoping to hear back from him soon. But yeah, very exciting. It's kind of geeky, I know, but everybody listens to this podcast. You know, we, we get a kick out of this kind of things. And uh, yeah, so I'm still waiting for my membership card to come in. But yeah, I'm uh, member number one. So <laughs> there you go. So that's thanks, awesome. Dave, for getting me to the parks early that morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so my that's, pleasure. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. So uh, I was pretty excited when it happened. I was messaging all the guys on our big group chat and, uh, you know, although Chuck says I should have held up for 007 to be done. I was gonna, I was gonna say the cynical nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. We're all like, oh, very good, you're number one, and then one of us had to come up with, you know, you should have waited to 007. Yeah, so, <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, I've, I don't know where if that picture is gonna be posted anywhere. If it's gonna be in their their newsletter, I do subscribe to their uh, newsletters. Um, but yeah, I actually told the pro too. I said, yeah, I'm on a couple of podcasts. We talk about it. We talk about you know your courses and stuff. So. Uh, Free promotion here. If you guys are interested, it's wdwgolf or golfwdw.com. One of those. Golfwdw.com is their website. And you can subscribe to their email and know what's going on at the Walt Disney World golf courses. But maybe my picture will show up there. Who knows? But Well, so definitely that, when if it does, uh, find it, find a way to get it over the pat, and we'll definitely have it tweeted out at that time. All right. So since you just started with the whole uh, golf club membership, uh, I know for your staycation, a lot of times you like to play golf at Walt Disney World. Now, this is something that a lot of us don't have much experience with. So would you be willing to share your share some of your experiences and just some general information uh, with our listeners about what it entails playing golf over at Walt Disney World and just tell about that general experience? Sure. I mean, so there are. Sometimes it's hard if you're there with your family. It's hard to, I guess, get out. Golf is a long, it's a long day. Okay, 18 holes. It takes anywhere from three to five hours. It depends on you know how many people are out there, the pace of play, and you know guys or ladies that play golf that are with there with their families. It's hard to get a large chunk of time to go out there and play. So most people don't play when they're in Disney World. However, if you can find a time to sneak out for some golf, they have a bunch of different programs. Uh, the one that came out a few years ago was called the Sunrise Nine. Um, you can make a morning tea time early in the morning, usually go off the back nine of uh, Lake Buena Vista or the Palmer Magnolia. And it's designed to, you know, be like an early morning, two hour round. You tee off at like seven, seven thirty, get done by nine, nine thirty, you're in the parks by ten, ten thirty. I mean, it's designed to get you in, get in nine holes, 
go out there, play some golf, and be in the parks the rest of the day. They also now have a sunset nine, which is very similar. It's just towards the end of the day. Um, besides that, you have your standard 18 holes of golf. Um, you can make your tee times, I think, up to 60 days in advance. Um, there are different rates for Disney Vacation Club members. There are dis- different rates for Florida residents and also for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. So the rates uh, vary. So check their website for uh, uh, for the different rates. Uh, but obviously, book earlier the better. Especially if you're playing in the summertime. Central Florida obviously is very hot. So the earlier you want to play, the better. It's not as hot. You know, if you're playing at noontime, it's going to be extremely hot out there. Um, but there are those kind of rounds you could play. You could also, if you don't have the time to even do that, you could take a, a golf lesson. There are professionals at all the different golf courses there. Uh, you could sign up for a clinic. Uh, there are all kinds of different things that you could do that, you know, that clinics only take like an hour or so golf lessons go by the hour as well. Uh, so you could do that if you just want to take a, a golf lesson with your spouse and or partner and just see if, uh, that's something you like to do, just something different. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of things you could do. I like to play golf. My wife doesn't play. She loves the game, just doesn't play. I bought her clubs and she's never played, but, um, sometimes if it's not as busy to let you, to let the person ride in a cart, not all the time, depends on how busy it is. Uh, sometimes you have to pay a, a, a fee for the guests to ride along. Uh, a lot of courses don't like that, but sometimes if you ask nicely and it's not busy, get them to ride out there with you as well, make a nice morning out of it. But uh, yeah, there are a bunch of different things you could do. Or even if you just want to go and hit balls for a half hour or an hour, you could go and rent some clubs and uh, go out to the driving range with a bucket of balls and just whack away. You could bring your kids out there, you know, and have them try and swing a golf club and it could be something you could do for an hour or so just to uh, mix up the day a little bit. So they're just besides playing your 18 holes of golf, there are a whole bunch of different activities, lessons, clinics, driving range, the putting green, uh, different things that you could do at different courses, um, you know, to do during your vacation as well. So everybody knows I'm a big golfer here. I love the courses. They're in great shape. Uh, they used to host a PGA Tour event um, for years until a few years until a few years ago when they, you know, they stopped playing. Uh, it's a Disney courses. However, they're in great shape. Arnold Palmer takes very care of them. Um, they're recently adding more Mickey bunkers to all the courses now. So you'll have your opportunity to take a picture with the Mickey bunkers on all three golf courses, which is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not something that's just for the serious golfer. There are other things to do there uh, for the family as well. So it's just something that everybody should keep in mind. If you could fit in uh, some time to head over to uh, the Shades of Green area or to Saratoga Springs and uh, play some golf, uh, definitely be uh i remember it's great memories for me as a kid my grandfather taking me over to uh you know the palm of magnolia and uh hitting golf balls there when i was a little kid and uh that's pretty cool something i won't forget and uh i i'm playing golf at walt disney world to this day so yeah keep it in mind golf wdw.com it's tea time 60 days out i think excellent it's a, i think it's a real travesty as big a golf fan as i am i haven't played at disney world yet um, I think what it's going to take is just bringing my clubs and Joe like happen to be there when Joe's there, and then uh, it'll get me going over there to play with him. But man, Joe, have you ever played a uh, scramble there? I have not. I'm, I mean, that's one of the things about the DVC golf program that they were advertising is that they're going to try to have uh, some outings, and usually the outings are scrambles or some people call them captain and cruise. Uh, and for our listeners who don't know what that is, it's a uh, you're with a foursome and everybody hits a tee shot and then you pick the best shot of the four and everybody kind of picks up their ball and just hits from that spot. So it kind of like it's a it's a fun way. If you're not playing well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but that's like a, a scramble and the lowest score wins. And usually the scores are pretty low because you're taking the best shot of four. Um, but no, I have not. But I'm, I'm hoping to be around if some of these DVC events for the members, quote unquote, who join this golf club come up. I would love to play in a 
one of those tournaments there. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I'm sure they would have some great prizes, too. I'd already be signed up uh, with that program if uh, you told me you had to do it in person, so I'll, I'll have to do it next time I'm down there. Can you imagine a future with a, a Mickey Dudes uh, scramble for charity uh, at Disney World? That'd be pretty freaking cool. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a lot as long of as the money goes to give kids the world, I'm fine with it. That's probably where it would be. <laughs> be a lot of alcohol involved too. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Being from Scotland, the home of golf, I have no interest in golf at all. <laughs> That's a shame, <laughs> which, Stephen. I can't which believe. Which is a that. shame. Uh, we're, we're discussing that just off air before we come on. Uh, I don't mind watching it. You know, I can watch it daily. I don't partake at all. The most I've done is maybe like crazy golf uh, on one of the, the courses in iDrive or the Fantasia Golf over uh, at Disney World. But I've never ever had the inkling to, to play golf. But uh, watching it at the telly is I can do that. Even playing it in the PlayStation, I used to do that every weekend. That was <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> but, uh, no, as I say, golf's a waste of a walk, you know. <laughs> I, I, I will say one thing, guys. Um, if you are, if our listeners are big golfers, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a, a big Disney fan. There's just still, there's something magical about being, you're playing the back nine on the Magnolia or teeing off in the Palm and hearing the whistle of the train from Main Street in the background. I mean, that, that noise travels with the boats on Seven Seas Lagoon or or you're teeing off in the first hole in the Palm and you're looking straight at the Great Ceremonial House at uh, on the Polynesian watching the monorail go by. I mean, there's just something really cool about that, that it's it's just little things like that that make us Disney fans geek out. Wow. And I just think that's I just think it's really cool. I mean, or if you're playing in the front nine at um, Lake Buena Vista and this has happened to me before and I've, I've talked about it. I'm teeing off like on the third or fourth hole and there's a guy out having coffee at 730 in the morning. He's asking if I want a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I'm playing, by my, I'm playing by myself in the first tee time out. And he's like, "Great shot!" I was like, "Oh, thank you." He's like, "Would you like a cup of coffee?" I said, "No, sir, I'm good, but thank you." I mean, you don't get you don't get that at a lot of other resort courses, and you get that at Walt Disney World Golf. And I just think it's it's really cool if you're a Disney geek and a Disney golf fan. If you're a golf fan, you're a Disney fan. It's just you just geek out a little bit. It's pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Well, I will say with someone that has uh, immense ADHD. I personally would rather watch paint dry than play golf. <laughs> not for everybody, Dave. But to each his own. Because I'm not good at watching the paint dry, so I'll leave that to you. So. <laughs> you. You do that, Joe. I appreciate that. All right. So, Jeff, what is one of the activities that you like to do when not in the parks in Walt Disney World? This was somewhat exclusive, I guess. I didn't. Yeah, it's it involves actually staying at the DVC <laughs> Kidani uh, Village, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. But whenever they first built Kidani Village, and we took a tour of it, um, the probably the big selling point that took us over the top was their giant pool complex. It's called Samawati Springs Pool. Um, I don't know if you've ever visited there or, or seen it or seen pictures of it. It is literally they they pitched it as a water park and it for sure is a water park because um, they've got a very large uh, zero entry pool, big two big slides, um, and an actual giant play area for the little kids. I've, we've had a lot of families there. We've uh, brought as guests um, who stayed with us, 
Um, so there's so much to do um, and a lot of space to spread out. Uh, one of the cool things is uh, there is actually a, a animal viewing station uh, right next to the pool. So you could be sitting there talking to one of their uh, animal experts uh, and then go back and jump in the pool. Uh, that being said, um, my biggest regret is not staying there enough. Uh, it seems like we always wish we were there. Like this summer we went uh, to Disney World I, the whole time. I'm thinking, why, I wish we could have just spent a day there just, just chilling out. We've done it many times. Uh, get up in the morning, get down there, and just hang out at the pool. Uh, the bar is called Maji. Um, Maji, Maji Springs or something. The Maji. And uh, it's got a full menu, uh, full bar menu. It's standard Disney kind of stuff, but you, they can also order from uh, Sanaa. A lot of the food comes from Sanaa, actually. Um, but uh, if you can spend your day there um, and then transition into night, they always do the uh, night uh, movie uh, next to the pool. So it makes for an amazing, amazing day. Um, I'm always regretting not spending more time there. Um, a little insider tip. I know it's it's not, you know, <laughs> cool to think about this, but if if you're like us and we we were kind of like on the fence on buying Kadani, um, they don't they don't lock the gate. You can literally walk in and then you can check the whole area out. I don't, to me, it's right next to the visitor parking too, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, also, in that same complex is their workout their workout room. So, um, and that also two hot tubs. Um, one of the other cool things about Kidani in general is it's a dead end. So, you you know, people pride themselves on the beach club uh, pool complex and uh, it's Lazy River and Sandy Bottom uh, pools and whatnot. But if you've ever been there, or ever walked by there, it's always just crazy jam-packed with people. I've never felt this way at this Samawati uh, Springs pool at Kidani Village. Um, so it always makes me feel like I'm just kind of relaxing, um, with very few uh, impact on, on, uh, crowds, um, and just literally just unwinding. So that, that's kind of the place I like to hang out when we're in Disney World. So it's quite relaxing, just doing very little or doing the, what you want at the time you want. I mean, you're saying about obviously, you know, the, the animals, I think, you know, obviously going to speak to one of the experts and then just diving back into the pool. It's as relaxing as that. You, you know, it sounds as if you don't really have to do, you don't have to go out your way to do these things. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the refillable mugs. <laughs> There's a refillable <laughs> mug station right there, so... Not, not a lot of the uh, resorts have that, uh, by the way. I don't know if you guys are big Disney World resort aficionados, but it's very rare, and it's really cool to be able to just hop up, go get a refill, and get back to your where you were at in your uh, chair or whatever. Hey Jeff, it, it's funny you brought that up because I think about it maybe two months ago, uh, Jen and I and our friends Brittany and Justin from Tampa – uh, we met, we haven't seen them in a while. So we met them halfway, um, for dinner one night, uh, cause obviously Disney's halfway between Tampa and Daytona and we decided to go to Sanaa. We love, we're kind of foodies. So we love to try new places. So as much as we talk about, I talk about Disney here, I had never been to Sanaa. 
and my wife had never been to Sna, and we spent very little, if not zero, time at Kadani Village. And we had an amazing dinner at Sanaa. And after we were done, the sun was kind of setting. We walked around the grounds a little bit. And Kadani's a little different. Um, obviously, it's a little more secluded uh, than than Jumbo. And we actually walked over to that pool area. And we walked over to the fitness area. And you weren't kidding. It is secluded. It is off to the side. But it is pretty cool. And you're 100% right. Everybody always talks about Beach Club Pool and Stormalong Bay. And Stormalong Bay is great. However, this pool is just it was just its own little world to decide and it's it's pretty cool i mean it's somewhere we were like wow we'd like to stay here just to experience this pool because jen and i love to have our pool days we love to like lay by the pool and have some drinks and go to the parks for an hour or two and come back and just chill and like just lay by the pool and that definitely we were talking about maybe trying to waitlist kanani and that was one of the reasons why because we really like that pool area where we just checked it out a couple months ago so yeah i think you're Definitely spot on. I did not see the refillable mugs, so I, um, that's even a bonus now that you said that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that area definitely um, and definitely looks um, very um, uh, appealing. Yeah. Uh, w- one of the other uh, attractive features when we bought in at Kadani, they they told us about um, you have the pool hopping uh, opportunity with DBC. You remember that, Joe? Um, yes. Apparently, two are excluded. One of them is Kadani. So if you only people that are at, and maybe that's one of the reasons that's not super crowded is the only people who are supposed to be at Kadani are actually staying at Kadani. So that's kind of a cool uh, little perk. I mean, yeah, the, the gate was open, so we did walk in. So we're not, exactly. we're not, we're not, we're not, sure. in, we're not encouraging that behavior here on the Dudes podcast. All right. We're just saying, you know, be respectful. Well, <laughs> you should say well, that, man. The gate was just open. I just walked right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that you can really consider for if you are at uh, Suna and Kadani, they have a really cool program called Dine with an Animal Expert where you'll get the full lunch and you'll get the best of the best of Suna and you'll be eating with a zookeeper overlooking the savannah and they'll be telling you about their whole experience working with the animals over at both the park and at uh, the lodge. So that's another thing that's worth it's about 116 dollars so it's a it's a bit expensive but it's a very entertaining afternoon so that's definitely something you might want to consider on a resort day cool and steven you have anything yeah i i mean a lot of the times that when i go i stay at riverside uh which is my Probably the favourite resort. Favourite resort for a lot of UK visitors. I know I've said that before. It just seems to be that that's the one that everybody from the UK sort of floods to. Uh, but only going for two weeks, uh, maybe every two years. Uh, it's quite full on. You know, I, I tend to do the parks every day, and it's to have a, a downtime is. It's not really heard of. <laughs> you know, you want to try and fit as much into that two weeks as you can. Uh, but a couple of times we have obviously just taken certain resort days and just stayed at Riverside. But Riverside as a resort has got so many things going for it. Uh, early on in the morning, we sent the kids away to the the pirate adventure. Uh, and you could have to sign up for that a couple of days beforehand. Uh, but 
they're taking off your hands for like an hour, hour and a quarter at a time by the cast members on a boat and sent down the, the Sasagula and they have a great time. You know, they dress up as a pirate, they get uh, a, a, a foam sword and they go looking for adventures and uh, treasure and stuff like that. So it takes them right out of the game, you know, and a lot of times they just need to sort of relax as well, you know, and sort of restore what or the, or the excitement, you know, I know obviously this is quite exciting for them as well, but it's to take out the things that you want to do. I mean, obviously, you're, you're going away on holiday for a fortnight, you're working 365 days a year, be it at your own work or, you know, just parenting work, you know, and looking after the kids. So a lot of times, obviously, you have to take time out as well. So to send the kids away to something like that and just sort of chill out for an hour or, or two is, is great but Riverside is, gets, as I said has got so much going for it as well because uh, you've got the Surrey bikes as, as well you can jump on one of them and you can maybe have like four folk on a Surrey bike and just go right the way around uh, the, the outside of the Riverside uh, boathouse and right the way down all the, the sort of pathways and there's quite a lot of pathways I mean obviously you know, being runners, you know, Joe and, uh, and Dave, you know, uh, I believe you both run through Riverside as well. You know, so there's quite a lot of, of space for that. Uh, and again, it's something different to look at when you're actually looking at the, the resort. You know, if you're just going from the bus to the, the main area and then to your room, you know, to actually spend time and actually go and explore the resort, jump on a bike, you know, and, you know, the kids can look around and just, you know, point things out to you. And it, it, you, you can point, you can find things that are totally different. Just stop, you know, just, you don't have to keep on going. You can stop, jump off and see things and then jump back on your bike again. You know, so just a different aspect of, of resort life. Uh, again, you know, later on you've got uh, you've got the s'mores, you know, and the, the uh, marshmallows with over at the the, the fire, the fire pit uh, over the other side of the river, at, at Riverside as well. Uh, the cast members give you the big sticks and give you the marshmallows and let you go for it, and, you know, and just toast your marshmallows and just you can trough them before you go to one of the blow-up uh, screens that you can get for the, the movies. We've done that outside one of the big mansion lodges, you know, and you're just sitting outside, uh, beautiful night, you know, they blow up the, the screen and the one we were watching was Cinderella, but you just lie in the, the grass and they come over with popcorn and stuff like that. And again, as you're saying with the refillable mugs, you, you, you take them with you because you're at the resort anyway. And you just sit there and watch the film under the stars, and it's it's one of the weirdest things ever. <laughs> we don't really do drive-ins or anything like that across here. Uh, so to actually just see something outside, you know, like a, a film outside, is it's something that's alien to us over here. It's always cinemas that we go to. It's always inside. You, you watch things never outside. 
It's just so it's, it's something that's just totally different for us. Uh, and then sort of to finish things off, you can also get the the horse and carriage uh, rides at, at night, uh, which is a wee bit of a romantic thing if you can get rid of the kids for a wee while. This is and get a half hour ride on the the back of a carriage and the horse takes you around and again at that sort of night that sort of time at night you know it is dramatic you're under the stars you're you're just together uh and i know that it sounds as if it could be a relaxing day <laughs> but it is a full-on day you're actually you know you don't have to go to the parks you don't have to spend you know a hell of a lot of money to do these sort of things but your day is full. Uh, love Riverside. Love getting back there. And what do you think? What do you guys think about that? Well, Stephen, it's it's funny that you were you were talking about Riverside, because when I met Dave uh, that day at Epcot, the following night, I stayed at Riverside for the very first time with Jen. I never stayed at Riverside. I only had been through Riverside on the bus. Stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter, never Riverside. We stayed in the Acadian house. We purposely picked it because we wanted to try something different. Just a one-night deal. Absolutely loved it. We, we took about an hour and walked around the grounds, and we were astonished to see all the activities that were available, the fishing, you know, the, you said the horse yeah. and carriage. Um, I mean, obviously, they used to rent boats there. I saw some docks, but obviously, they don't do that anymore. Um, you know, there's the Old Man Island. There's the three other quiet pools. There's... I mean, I'm looking on like an unofficial Port Orleans website. They have scavenger hunts. They have trivia nights. I mean, uh, you know, tie-dye t-shirt things, which they do at a lot of resorts. But there's so much to do at Riverside. I was really impressed um, for a moderate, like how much was going on and how beautiful um, that resort was. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mike Robin from Beer Guest Podcast, and he loves Riverside. And as a runner, Stephen, you're 100% right. Like, I always thought, you know, Saratoga was great to run because it's such a big resort, but the pathways around between French Quarter and uh, Riverside, uh, unbelievable. I mean, there's plenty of paths and plenty of roads to run in there. I saw a ton of people running and uh, yeah, definitely like Riverside is definitely a people like it, but I don't I think it's almost underappreciated how much there is to do just at that resort. I think you 100 percent right about the amount of things you could do on a resort day there. I mean, I just experienced it a week and a half ago, uh, just by just walking around, yeah, I mean, it, there's a ton of stuff to do there. Yeah, I uh, my Disney World bucket list is is dwindling uh, less and less each year, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> golfing is one of them. But another one is uh, cane pole fishing at Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, I was a little kid. I, I love doing that. Yeah, I mean, I was a kid. I would my grandpa would take us uh, cane pole fishing, and so. Uh, every time I go by there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this so bad. And it's like you never – I just need to set set aside time and just do it. <laughs> and it's but only available in the morning, though. It's only yep. available in the morning. So if you're going to do it, guys, go gotcha. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it'll, like, open, like, with with the sun. Uh, I put, like, eight worms on one hook, and then I'm guaranteed at that point it looks like this huge uh, tentacle monster, and I always get a nibble that way. So <laughs> it is, it it is quite fun. Nice. And, um, yes, it is my favorite place on property to run. It's just uh, especially running the path between uh, French Quarter and Riverside and just kind of going back and forth between the two. It's just really serene. 
I will say two things about Port Orleans Riverside that I've experienced. It is my favorite modder by, by far. Um, one of my best uh, experience, one of my top five all times best experiences at Disney World was having a quiet pool there, all to ourselves one afternoon. I just, it's just one of those weird experiences that are just uh, magical. But it's also the same trip. My wife was very sick, and so there was about two to three day period where I just had the kids and I had to try and entertain them. That was the absolute best resort to be pulling that off because there was so much to do. But I will say uh, that's got to be the most intense Surrey bike ride at, at all properties. <laughs> 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 There's so many hills, man. I'm so many hills. <laughs> I'm going to say some of the hills are quite bad, especially when you come over the the, the bridge. It's just, you just get to the top and you're, you're just glad you get to the top and the other side you just fall down. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it is for a for a resort. Well, for a place like Walt Disney World that gives you this sort of interaction at a resort for very little money. I mean, these things cost. You know, they are very very cheap. Uh, and it, when you're talking about Rangers, oh, sorry, uh, talking about different things and talking about uh, Disney trying to get as much money out of you as possible. You know to supply these sort of things very cheaply, very hands-on. You know, you don't have to do a lot to actually get these things done. You just, a lot of times you just turn up. You know, like the the fire pit with the, the marshmallows, you just turn up, they give you the marshmallows, they give you the stick. The, the, the films under the stars, you just turn up. You know, they put these things on so that if one person turns up, great. If 50 folk turn up, it's, it's still there. You know, it, it wouldn't matter how many folk actually turn up. They still do it and turn it out every night. And that's actually one of my activities because my activity is something that happens for one person or 30 people. And that's over at the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Every night they have what's called a cultural safari. It has nothing to do with animals except for maybe some stories of living around the animals. But they have some of the African cultural representatives that are working at both Animal Kingdom Lodge and at the DAC. And they give a presentation about their culture. There's a little, there's a little uh, rounded room right next to the front desk of off to the right of Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's right in front of the DVC welcome desk. And they kind of just over there, they set up a presentation about their country, the animals that they interact with on on an everyday basis based on their geographic location. And they just teach you about their culture. And it's just a really nice experience to have. If you haven't experienced the cultural representative safari definitely one to check out and the other thing that you just turn up and they'll do is if you go to either Suna or to the welcome desk at Chico they will give you a tour of the restaurant before they open for for uh, operations for the day at 3:45 you show up at Chico They'll take you through Boma. One of the cultural representatives will explain the decorations, the symbolism behind it. You get to exp- you get to uh, taste some of the food that they're creating. Uh, 
I think it's the butternut squash soup that you could have and a zebra dome at Boma. And then they take you into Jico. They point out the decorations of Jico. And then they give you a little bit of the sauces and their bread service over at Jico for you to kind of just sample. And you can't do both of them at the, at, on the same day because they happen at the same time. But another day, if you head over to Kadani and you go over to Sanaa, you could do the same exact thing, and they'll give you a little tour of the restaurant. So those are two little gems. In addition to going in to kind of see the animals with the night vision glasses, this is something extra that you just happen upon it, and it's a rich experience. Hey Dave, these are like the things that we're all talking about, the things Steven's talking about, myself, you and Jeff, is that like, we're lucky that we get to go a lot to Disney, to Disney World and we've experienced the theme parks. We've gone into and we've ridden the attractions over and over again. And because we've done all that stuff so much, we, we are allow ourselves to take the time to experience these little things that Disney has put the time and effort into, you know, in the detail into. You know what I'm saying? If you're just focused on going to the parks all day, you're going to miss all this stuff. And I think we're all very fortunate that we get to experience these kind of these kind of things that because we've gone to the parks so much, we're lucky to do that. Yes, totally agree with you, Joseph. And I think when we were having this conversation before, Joe, you brought up another one that really kind of just stands out in Walt Disney World. Care to talk about that? Yeah, so like I said, I, I go with Jen all the time, and we try to we do a lot of things outside the parks. Um, we go the we go to the parks for a couple hours in the mornings, so but we'll come back. But one of the things we really like to do is we kind of make it a day. Um, we'll go to the pool a little bit in the morning, like we'll go to the parks, go to the pool for a couple hours, have some lunch. But we love to go rent pontoon boats, and uh, Sammy Duval Water Sports, uh, they're contemporary. And I believe you can also rent at the Polynesian Grand Floridian Marinas as well, as well as Wilderness Lodge and I believe Fort Wilderness. I guess everywhere in Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, we usually rent from Contemporary, uh, but rent a pontoon boat for an hour. And I think they do half hour time slots, but and they're pretty liberal with the time. Like by the time they let you go out and then they start the clock. But we love to go out there for at least a minimum of an hour. And even if it's just the two of us on this big pontoon boat, we love to go out there, take some pictures. Even if we just kind of go to a corner and just park out of the way, we just take the sun in, the boat, pontoon boats have radios on them. It makes for a great afternoon. And like I said, they're, they're not hard to drive. Um, you, they don't go very fast, the pontoon boats. Um, and you have to stay, you have to be careful. The big ferries obviously going to and from the Magic Kingdom and the resort launches and so on and so forth. But um, we love it. We just cruise around and we take it in. And there's there's honestly nothing better than just like cruising in front of the Poly or the Grand Floridian and just taking pictures and just hanging out and waving at the people on the resort launches and just throwing on like a local, you know, country music station or pop station and just and taking in the sun just for an hour. And I mean, it, they give DVC discounts, they give, you know, pass holder discounts. So um, it brings down the price a little bit. Um, but we love it. And we make it part of like an afternoon at the resort where we, you know, we do a little lunch, a little pool time, a little boat time. And it's something that we've kind of made it a tradition uh, lately uh, to to go out and rent a pon boot, uh, pontoon boat. Um, you don't need reservations. I don't believe they even take reservations, but you just go. Tell me you want to rent a pontoon boat. Give me your license. Um, the only thing is you can't bring any kind of like beverages or liquor out there or anything like that. But bring a couple of bottles of water that that they'll allow, and you just you take it in and just slow down and enjoy the area you're in. And that's one of the things that we love to do. If you're also into other boating activities, they have jet skis, they have parasailing. There's all kinds of things that 
Uh, Sammy Duval water sports. You could do. You also do fishing. I did fishing as a kid. Bat, they have great bass fishing in uh, in Seven Seasons Bay Lake. So even though people think the water is yucky, uh, there are some amazing fish in that lake. Um, it's all I think release. what happens, yeah, I think what happens is when you catch one of those fish, they actually thank you for taking them out of the water. Yeah, they get a little bit of a break. Yeah, you know, and you throw them back. <laughs> but uh, so many. So besides the uh, besides you know our boating and our pontoon boats, uh, there's just so many other kinds of water sports that you could do. Uh, the jet skis are all the way out on Bay Lake in the corner, water skiing, you name it, you could do it. So uh, just some other options for you guys, uh, who, listeners who, you know, it's just something different, a different perspective, uh, seeing the Magic Kingdom and seeing the resorts and just being out on the water. It's it's a lot of fun. We love to do it. We've made it a tradition in our trips, and uh, I look forward to doing it uh, again, hopefully this uh, August. We're going down um, with my niece and nephew, my brother and sister-in-law, a big family trip, my parents, and hopefully we can get out on the pontoon boat for an hour or so again, or an hour and a half, and uh, just cruise around, take some pictures, and have a good time. I think it's great that you can actually just turn up and do these things. You know, you can just decide, wake up one morning and says, we'll go and do that. Everything is 180 days out, 60 days out, you've got to plan everything, you've got to know where you're going to be, you've got to know what you want to eat, or what type of food you want to eat that day. But these things that you can just roll up anytime and actually get on to these, it's great. It's great you've got that option now. You know, everybody says that you're going to Disney, it says, oh, it says, I says, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You've got to you know, have your calendar so well in advance. But one day you might just wake up and go, I want to go on a boat. You know, and just to, to pull up to the, the pier and go, it says, right, okay, I want to hire a boat. I said, mate, on you go. It's great. And Dave, remember, we were supposed to do that a couple of years ago at Fort Wilderness, and then the thunderstorms came. Remember that? We just yes. said, that? Yeah, we're not going to do it. It's, it's got a thunderstorm. It, yep. got, it got real dark real quick. We we're like, you know what? We're going to do something else. <laughs> so I think we drove around the golf cart instead, I think. But, yeah, you know. we actually tried to go back because it looked like it was uh, clearing up, but they still didn't open because they said there was uh, lightning about seven miles out so it was just more of a precaution they weren't allowed to open up yet so we decided to ride golf carts in woods in the, in the woods that was you know much more safer That's, uh, i was gonna see a, a big bit of metal run about exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> but steve you know steven's right with that though i mean look we didn't have a reservation we just said eh we'll just it's not we can't do it because it was closed We're like yep we'll do it another time so that was what's great about it that's the thing. Every time I go to do it now, there's always a storm. I did it once when you were able to do it out of uh, Port Orleans Riverside. We went off the uh, Sasagula. I have great videos of a friend of mine standing on the uh, stern of the boat dancing to Maneater, uh, which always brings a chuckle to myself and a bunch of people that were there on it. Uh, I also ran aground with that boat right out on, on the uh, golf course when I cra- crashed into the retaining wall. But that's another story for another time. And that's the reason why they don't rent from there anymore. <laughs> but I do have a video of me parking that thing, and it's just like New York City parallel parking. I was able to get into that tight spot, and I was quite happy with it. So I'll see if I can find it. It's on YouTube somewhere and see if we can put that out there. All right, gentlemen. Well, this was definitely a most supercalifragilistic espialidocious conversation let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the interwebs i for one can be found on instagram at figments reality same thing on twitter but i really don't use it so don't tweet me people uh, <laughs> jeff where are you 
I'm on. Uh, I'll take over all your tweets. I'm at braindud92 on Twitter, and uh, actually yeah, Instagram and Flickr. Uh, I'm braindu d e w. Um, it's a little bit different. Okay, Stephen. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJM Disney and on Facebook at Stephen Maxwell. Joseph. Uh, you can find me over at the DVC uh, Roundtable for resortloop.com. Uh, having a little issue with my uh, social media right now, so I'm a temporary hiatus until I get it fixed. <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of me, you can get, uh, tweet me at the at the Mickey Dudes. Uh, we all have access to that account. And uh, yeah, you can find me over there as well. Hey, Dave. Yes. Hey, Dave, didn't somebody get married this week? Yes. yes. Atta yes. boy. Most con- <laughs> uh, congratulations to our very own Mick- Mickey dude, Michael Fernandez, who um, tied the knot yesterday. So that would have been Sunday. What's today? The tw- 29th. So the 28th. Uh, best of luck to him and his lovely wife. I feel like he's uh, trying to get married forever. Like he's been engaged forever. <laughs> it's like you can find them on ears at ears of happiness on Twitter and also on uh, on uh, what's that other one? Uh, Instagram. Instagram, yes. And they're actually uh, in Kadani right now, enjoying their honeymoon. So I hope they uh, are. Def- no, he's in Alani. Oh, Alani, not Kadani. Alani. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking Hawaii and right. came out Kadani. So yeah, they're they're. <laughs> Uh, there, uh, they had a six. They had a really early flight because they met. He messaged us early in the morning to show us a wedding picture, and then I saw on his um, Instagram story that they were both over at the airport, getting ready to fly over. So they barely had any sleep today. So, but we wish them a lifetime of happiness. And as Joseph said, we, we can be found on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. We have a Facebook group, uh, a Facebook fan page that you can uh, follow us on. Uh, We also have an Instagram account, a little bit different, at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please follow us and have a zippity-doo-dah day. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon